The desert plains of Afghanistan. A pack of wild horses kicks up dust as it races across a plateau. Thousands of feet above, the moon hangs dull and yellow in the black sky, and a spiny floating fortress scuds by like the shadow of an evil thought. Evil thoughts like the ones that lurk within the brain. Mm-hmm. Of Baron Klaus von Grupp. Good evening. Baron von Grupp. The master of the Death's Head, that aerial citadel, pours over some secret plans and blueprints in his study. Yes, they're very secret. Yes, but... But nothing. Secret plans go away. <laughs> Engrossed as he is in his schemes, the Baron neglects to hear the approaching, angry footfalls of his patroness, the elegant and furious Lady Magdalena. What? Good evening, Klaus. My Table. I think it should be evidence that I am displeased with you. You stabbed my table. You have not been forthright with me. Lady Magdalena, this table is Brazilian mahogany. There. Now listen. Don't wave that knife in my face, Magdalena. This isn't an interrogation. Magdalena grabs him by the collar. <gasps> That's where you're wrong, Von Grump. You will not cross me. You will not lie to me. You will not conceal your plans from me, or so help me, I'll string you up and gut you like a Christmas pig. Well, I see you have the advantage here, but with your knife and everything. I want to know what's been going on, Klaus. What have you been developing behind my back? Please, allow me to show you. Baron von Grupp taps a button under his desk with his foot. A hulking metal monster emerges from the shadows and wraps its steely limbs around Lady Magdalena. Ah! See, this is what I mean. As you can see, I've been working on a few, uh, designs. A metal man! Put me down, you brute! Bladebot, put her down, please. Okie dokie, Baron. Thank you. Her name is Bladebot. Bladebot has no gender. Be modern, do. Why does it sound like a cute little girl? A glitch. But I like it that way. You've been building robots. Guilty as charged. You raided that casino with robots? Yes. Not mercenaries. Robots are better than mercenaries. Robots are better than anything. You're an odd duck, Klaus. You know that, getting into this. Why Bladebot? <coughs> if you would, please. Ah. The mechanical creation's fingers and elbows suddenly sprout dozens of hard, fine-edged steel spars, some at the wrists, well over a foot long. Honestly, I'm surprised you could keep this a secret from me for so long. I'm surprised you discovered me so quickly. <laughs> you see right through me. From a basket on his desk, Grupp picks up a soft-fleshed and fragrant peach. George's finest. Might I offer you one? Is this a test? I guess it's a trust exercise. Do you dare to eat a peach? Oh, don't start me on American poetry. I mean it. Do you have faith enough in me to know that I haven't, say, poisoned this thing? I mean, considering it's been on your desk for a while. I figure, yes. But in principle, no. Not really, at this point. The robots are experimental prototypes. I plan to sell them to the Wehrmacht once they are fully functional. Ingenious. It is the future of warfare. Such a messy business to begin with. Blood is sticky. 
close! Fritz! Bladebot, go be inconspicuous. Yes, sir. Magda, swear you won't say a word of this to Fritz. Bite the peach. Mm. Have some. Do. It's a deal. What's this? Oh, is I interrupting the two little lovebirds on their little picnic? Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Of Please sit down, Commandant. It is Commandant Fritz Schickelgruber, the new oversight placed on the ship by the Luftwaffe to oversee progress on the Death's Head's prime directive. He is energetic, Bavarian, and... Because I do so love a picnic! Completely incompetent. Thank you! Uh, Lady Magdalena and I were merely going over new schematics for the grapple cannon. Just a few more talk calculations, Commandant, and it should be operational once we get the prototype built. Uh, yes. Oh, you people and your numbers. I was just stopping by on my way to the galley. I wanted to supervise the preparations for my breakfast tomorrow. The captain's mess is, I assure you, uniformly excellent. I happen to have very high standards, especially when it comes to Bayerische Weisswurst. Sorry? Hello? Bayerische Weisswurst? Bavarian white sausage? Oh, Bayerische Weisswurst, yes. Uh, delightful. It must be made fresh and cooked very quickly in white wine. I have needs, you see. That's admirable. If only I were so discriminating. Or I. Well, carry on. Mm, yes, goodbye, sir. <laughs> Thou twit. And as Magdalena and Baron von Grupp hash out an uneasy peace, we are left to wonder, what is he still keeping from her? What? Nothing. What schemes does he continue to plot? There are no more schemes. Come on. Just between you and me? You'll tell everyone if I tell you. Tell everyone what? And now we join the heroes of our tale, long neglected as they are. No kidding. The crew of that brave little airship, the Feathered Beagle, have dashed away to parts unknown to escape from the clutches of their pursuers. We're trying to get out of radar range. Nash has the crew searching the ship. He thinks Grup might have had his bug somehow. Georgina Purcell, mechanical genius. Thank you. Hunches over her workbench, hard at work at... What are you building? What is that? Oh, just the remains of the robot we found on the ship. You mean the one you bludgeoned to death with your wrench? Spam. Hello, Nash. Hello, George. You know, it can't really be said to be alive in the first place. Eh. So, I mean, did I really take a life? Irrelevant. What are you doing to it? I'm rebuilding it. Oh, great. It'll just attack us again when you turn it on. Typical American attitude. You think I haven't been fixing it. These things have brains, you know. I... but actual brains? No, electrical ones. It's... This one's pretty rudimentary. It looks like this thing was designed to receive radio transmissions directly from Grub. Here, look. George levers open the chest plate of the mechanical soldier. Eerie. That's where his heart ought to be. Well, you know where the heart goes. Low Taggart. Low Captain. George. Hey. Ruff. Men have yet to find a thing, Nash. They've combed every inch of this crate, and there don't appear to be much of a possibility that there are any more of those robots around. Maybe we have lost him. Aha. Found the line and... Just let me... Yes! What are you doing? Just making the world turn a little bit slower. There. Which means the solid hydrogen thing is out for now. We'll just have to go with liquid fuel. The hell? 
Who is that? That must be Grupp. What are you talking about? I think I caused the connective relay to broadcast when it wasn't supposed to. Well, who's he talking to? Hard to say, but all I know is Grupp is talking out loud near the transceiver. What a remarkable occurrence. Honestly, Bladebot, sometimes I wonder if this is all worth it. Don't talk that way, sir. I mean, would I really be good at ruling the world? If you're trying to fish for compliments, Baron, it won't work. What? You're the world. This new prototype is the one that'll work for certain. The best part is, Bladebot, I didn't make the rocket airtight. They don't need to breathe. What is he on about? You'll get compliment from me there, sir. A fine, fine notion. I figure we set up there for the next few months, build the moon fortress, right? Right. Stock up the place, fill it with soldiers, then prep it for humans. Make it airtight, filled with air and plants. Then, with this mobilization going on right now, I mean, there's going to be a war. I can smell it. What does war smell like, Baron? Entrails? Money, Bladebot. Contracts and steel. I know you think it's a silly thing, but humans love money. Even me. But it's only a means to an end, you know. Of course. Complete world conquest. So first we run this fool's errand for Magdalena. We kill the American, we get the check. We go to the moon. Built up. Right. Then we get fat off this war. We sit it out. And then, while the world is panting, boom! From the moon base. Platoon after platoon sent down in rocket pods. Deep space deployments of entire robot battalions. You'll need to upgrade their logic cores. And to build more commanders like you. But you, Bladebot, my first and best creation, you shall be that general. How does that strike you? I experience joy on a profound level, sir. I am so happy I could eviscerate a large animal. I, I think I've heard enough, George. Taggart, gather the crew. Within five minutes, the whole crew has assembled before Nash. Gents, no doubt you're aware we're in a good deal of trouble. Now you know what I know. This grub fellow has bigger fish to fry than us. We're just one last item to check off his list before he... I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Before he conquers the moon. I, I know that sounds impossible. But this is serious business. He wants to take over the world and, well, as pirates... We exist by bouncing between the free places of the globe. Paris, New Orleans, Hong Kong. If Grupp wins out, those places won't be free anymore. No more French women. No more Jamaican rum. No more of those wee pastries in New Orleans. Yes, Taggart. Now, the reason we are pirates is because we none of us have much respect for government. No, we don't! That's why we do what we do. And with a lunatic like Von Grupp, I suppose the impulse would be to let the governments of the world handle it. And when's the last time those governments did anything right for their peoples? What was the Great War? What is this depression? If there's a fix to be found, then it's on us to provide it. The free men and women of the air! We're a little boat. And Grupp Zeppelin is, by accounts, a great and gun-heavy ship of the line. But where I come from, we have a saying. A bull can break its leg in a gopher's hole. That's a weird saying. Hush, Fenwick. Yes, sir. We're the only folks that know what Grupp is up to. And right now, we're in his sights. So for now, we run. We run, we regroup, and we mobilize. We can't take him straight on. The lot of us will have to come at this sideways way we've always done. We can't let this nutter take over the world. That's not the pirate way. Now, we're going to make one last stop in Kandahar before we head off into the Himalaya. And if any of you want to get out and get off, he can do so then. 
You can take your severance pay and we have done with you. If I have you, then I have you wholeheartedly. And anything less will hurt the fight. If you stay on the Beagle, though, you're with me. I'm with you, Captain. As am I. You cannot do this on your own. So there's that. Who else will stand with Captain Nash, you great lot of wazaks? I will. I will. I'll think about it. I mean, I will. So it is then. We will fight. But first, we will run away. Three chairs for the captain. Hip, hip, huzzah! Hip, hip, huzzah! Hip, hip, huzzah! And so, a fleeting moment of hope for our heroes. But can this ragtag band of air brigands hope to stand against an unstoppable wall of ordnance and war profits? The massive arsenal of Baron von Gruff's death's head? Does Nash have a plan? Does he ever? Find out next time when we continue with yet another unrelentingly entrancing episode of Sky Pirate!